Thanks again to Carbon Health for being our presenting sponsor. If you're a regular here, you guys know about Carbon Health. I talk about Carbon Health all of the time, and they help with things like COVID, cold and flu testing, antibiotic prescriptions for things like infections, UTIs, STDs. They have primary care services in California and Massachusetts. But if you are new here, and thank you for stopping by, by the way, and you should also know that they can help with injuries also. Most of their locations have imaging or x-ray machines so they can diagnose strains, sprains, and fractures if you unfortunately become injured. And I know, unfortunately, not everybody will be near one of their 120 locations. I get it. But they do have virtual urgent care services for states like California, New York, Florida, and several others. So thanks once again to Carbon Health. There is a link in the description Forum, they're the best. They've been with us for a bit. You should be too. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. Excited to have you back here today. We got a lot to talk about, man. Obviously, remember that whole big plan? We're going to do big event movies every three years for Star Wars. We're going to start in 2025. Eh, forget it. We're going to just didn't do, uh, we'll do two movies in 2026. Why? I don't know, because we're not going to stick to anything we say. Uh, Del Toro, he's going to stick to doing animated. We got a lot of news from James Gunn and the DCU, for sure. Um, James Mangold, another James, James Mangold, talking to, not only on his press tour for Indiana Jones, starts talking about his, his Star Wars movie. He started, he's going to start writing it soon, and it looks like we might have a date zoning in on it. And But he really talked about like the particular way he's approaching it. So we're going to get into that. They have the Star Wars Outlaw game that premiered, or they showed a trailer for it anyway. There's a live-action Bambi. we got tons of stuff to talk about on today's show with myself and Mike and Steph. And we're here today to do it with you guys. Now, where are we going to be doing? We're going to be doing New York, baby. New York. That's right. And it's coming up. hope you get those tickets, man. TheChristianHarloff.com. You can also live stream it. You can do it a la carte. Another thing you can do a la carte, by the way. Shoes and Beef. That's right. Shoes and Beef coming to the website. And that will be... That one actually won't be a la carte, but that one will be available to $10 patrons July 1st. And you can go to the website right there. This is the one that I love. Wicked Art did this uh, Capes and Cows comic book, and issue one is going to be on the on the website on July 1st. You can head over there. You can get a la carte. You can do all that and more. So we hope that you will join us. And if you hit that button, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. All right, let's do it. Let's do the big thing. Me, Steph, Mike, I'm ready. Do it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. Big thing. Myself, Steph Sabra. Hello. Mike Count. Look at Mike. Mike looks good today. What? Yeah, you got a nice tan. You got a tan? Where'd you go? You go somewhere? No, you're sitting out. Oh, okay. So you went outside. You do go somewhere. Okay, it's outside work. You know, oh. I'm sitting oh, here yeah, protecting the atoll. <laughs> I'm in the atoll. The better in water world. An a-hole protecting yeah, the atoll. Yeah. Oh, Protector yeah. of the a-hole. I can go. Mike. Hey, no cursing. No Lover of the a-hole. Lover. Are you? Okay, good for Come you. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> of Come course. on now. Come on now. Of course. Um, it's very important. Anyway. It is. Yeah. Uh, look. Since she's been out of the Instagram game, your girlfriend's been taking up uh, <laughs> the space now, too. So there you go. <laughs> Hilarious. So it's we're very back. good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> I was just talking about that this morning. What'd you Muy say? What'd you, yeah. What do you say? I'd say trap away. Right. I don't yeah. give a, I, I'm not one of those 
men they're like no what are no. you doing we'll cover it, up I was like there's more there's more than she's like I can't put this up I was like yes you can yes you can <laughs> Because you, I love yeah, her. Yeah, because Mike also shows the confidence of Mike. Mike knows it. Mike she knows. looks great. Yeah, yeah, good for she you. She does. I, I want the under. Yeah, she does. Boom, under boob hanging out. I know you I so well cheek. that people are like. What, you think Mike minds? No, I was like, I why bet would Mike's I mind? happy. Minds. Why would I mind? Most like, people mind. Why? Because Mike walks by and goes, "That's what I do." They mind. Yeah. I want to ask. It's like you getting guys sliding into DMs. Are they sliding in there? Wait, wait, let me hear. Let me look read at them. them. They're right. funny. And she yeah. doesn't. She doesn't really get the DMs from guys. But good. I'm like, well, in don't, there. don't encourage me. Yet. Ah, come on now. Anyway. It's all, right, all look, good fun. Well, welcome back. Um, we got a lot to talk about. It's for you guys who are joining this show for the first time. And you're wondering, oh, I thought you guys just do a Sith Council show. This is essentially the Sith Council show. We just, for the first half an hour, we talk about all the stuff going on in Star Wars news and kind of get into that. And then we'll go into some other topics. So we have also had the flashes tracking really well. I wanted to get Mike's thoughts on that. Did you see the movie yet? No. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway. Spoil it for me. No, no, no spoils. No spoils. But we are going to – so we'll talk about a lot of things. And then Ahsoka is right around the corner. And once Ahsoka comes out, the full episode will be back to, to Star Wars for the whole show. But that being said, there are a few different stories, and let's get to them. All right, here's this report. And this came out. There's a whole big report about all the movies that are getting moved, whether it's Deadpool, Avatar, all that. But yeah. Star Wars, new release calendar. That's two films in 2026 – the 2025 date, now Gonski, and that's where um, Avatar lands. But Disney has announced that they will no longer be releasing a Star Wars film on December 19, 2025. Instead, they are planning on releasing two features in 2026, seven months apart on May 22, 2026, and December 18, 2026. First film on that list comes out three weeks after Avengers The Kang Dynasty, that's smart, is released in theaters, and the company has not announced which movies will come out on each date. However... The most likely scenario is that this is the Charmaine Obeid Chinoy directed film that we're targeting for 2025, and that due to the writer's strike, they had to press pause for that on the moment. Meanwhile, the December date is likely the Dave Filoni directed film that will culminate the overarching story told in The Mandalorian and spinoff shows during the New Republic era. There's the third Star Wars theatrical release marked on the calendar for 2027, December 17th, which as far as we know, hasn't been moved with the recent production updates, it's likely it's the James Mangold written and directed film. There's two more Star Wars films in development, one by Taika Waititi and another by Sean Levy. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Um, so there's yeah, there's a lot of date changes here, but the, the biggest for what we're talking about right now is this, um, this Star Wars shift, right? So here, let's, let's start with the negative on it right away because it goes back to the PR thing. That we've talked about a million times over. I'm gonna start with you, Steph. Like, so we keep talking about this. There keeps this keeps happening. There is an announcement that is made that's like, oh no, this is this is what we're doing. This is why it's gonna happen. No, 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 you know what we really want to do? We want to do this. We're gonna go to this James Bond thing. Never mind that George Lucas used to do it. Yeah, we're gonna do this James Bond every three years event film. This is like a month ago. We're gonna do these big event things every three years, and we got a movie coming out in 2025. Hey, by the way. Just kidding. 2026 is when we're going to put the movie out. And just kidding. We're putting two out. And then, remember that three-year thing? Forget about that. The next year, I'll put another one out. Just stop saying things. Like, right. so, that was only a month ago, wasn't it? It was like a month ago. But, but first of all, let's, let's stay with that. Okay. Are you on the same page with me on this? Yeah, I really feel like, I don't know if they need a hug over there, but it feels like they're like, hey, we're still here. Like every like month when their movies get moved or anything, it's like 
they want to people to still know they're still here. But it's like we know that, so just like work on the movies and then release them when you're ready. <laughs> so right. stop telling us. Yeah, but, but stop telling us the wrong thing. Right. Just, it's not even stop telling us. Stop telling us the wrong thing. It's, yeah. It's, what? Like what? Why Is do this, you do that? Are all of these delays because of the writer strike? Um, I think it's. I think it certainly has something to do with it. But I think there's other things involved as well. But I think. You know, yeah, because this was a pattern before the right. Yeah, but I also think that they wanted to get the hell out of the way. Avatar, Avatar is probably like we're not ready yet. Avatar is going to take a little bit more time. Avatar, right now, if you're Disney and you have Avatar, Star Wars, you Avatar is the the sure winner over over yeah, Star you're Wars right. right now. You're 100 percent right. And you're like Avatar wants that spot. Bye bye. Get out of the way. And oh, okay, I guess we'll move out of the way. Um, and then they do. I think it is stupidity to put it three weeks after uh avengers again that's what they did last time and that how'd that work out for solo right yeah so i i think it's complete and that might be a bob Iger thing and not a yeah. uh, kathleen kennedy thing but but maybe because it's like okay well look last time it was solo there wasn't enough interest in it um but i don't know what do you think about this mike yeah, that's what I gotta say. In that I don't know because if we talk, it was a month ago with this announcement. The writer strike's been going on for I think five weeks now, something like that. So clearly, you knew you were gonna go on strike, and you knew you should be delaying yeah. things. I'm gonna say this: you know, people give a lot of crap to DC, but what James Gunn did was the smartest thing. He said, "We got ten films, chapter one; these are them." But didn't give dates, and there's still more to come. And didn't they say this is the order Superman's right. coming first, right. and they're going after that? We don't know dates, right? When they're done, they're done, and they'll come out there. And we're all fine. We're all like, great, can't wait. This Star Wars BS, we just talked about this. Like, oh, three-year plan, every three years. Nah, nah, two a year, and, and then was, one and, next year. And it was like last month. Like, what the? <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you plan your slate? It's like, but that's that goes back to that Roxy thing. You need a PR person to go, don't, don't say that. Shut right. your mouth. Shut all, your mouth. All you need to do is this. All you need to do is say up top, hey. We have movies coming out. We're so excited. We announced those at Celebration. Can't wait to have a... Yes. A, when it is concrete. If it is... You, even, have you learned nothing? Even, nothing's been I'll concrete. I'll say this. I'll say this. Even Marvel's kind of fumbled on this a lot lately. They're kind of having to push stuff back. Yeah, and, but they, their stuff has been a lot of different reasons. I know. Too. But like, yeah. look at Blade. Yeah. Blade. And now the Majors thing. Until the Majors thing gets straightened out, you don't tell a date for your Kang Dynasty film. Right. You well, they don't, You it. should not. They pushed it. They pushed it. But you do need to figure that out. Yeah. And then talk about that because it might not sense. even be called Kang Dynasty anymore. Right. But that makes sense, right? We yeah. like, we under, I think us people who are aware of the situation are like, oh yeah, take your time on that one. Right. <laughs> like, right. Because, because they were, because, be, because they had a plan and the plan was derailed because of, hold on, because the plan was derailed because of things that, right. that happened. Out of their control. This, this didn't get derailed. This is more so like, well, I've done this a million times before of, of announcing things and saying things and, and then just kidding. Like what? I just don't understand why you I, say that. If 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 you've announced three directors at Star Wars Celebration sure. that the math itself didn't add up. We said that when we talked about the story. Yeah. It doesn't okay. add up. What are you going to do? You're going to put a movie out in 2025, then 2028, and then 2031. Why in the world would you even announce that? Right. But that's not the I case. Don't. It makes more sense that they would do 2026 and 2027 because we always thought Filoni's would hit in that 2026. Yeah. And it hasn't been announced, but it certainly seems like it will because again, the math. Ahsoka season one and potentially season two will land in between that time. Mandalorian season four and potentially five could land in between that time yeah. with a closure. So that all makes sense that it would that it would pair up there. But it's just it's not the thing 
that they're actually doing, okay, so we're going to take a shot and do two movies in 2026. Okay, then yeah. let, let's see how it goes. Maybe you, maybe you hit big in, in May, and then you hit big in December, and if you take that risk and it pays off, well, then you, 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 know, you, you win at the table. It's not that. It's your announcements and your approach and your game plan is horrendous. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrendous. Yeah, they it, it's it's actually crazy at this point because yeah. we're so on the nose about it. Like we're always like looking for the news. So I don't think most people are aware, but it is like a comedy sketch right, to like keep announcing yeah. things and be like, not even saying sorry we announced that. Just like next announcement, like all of us are dumb. It's con- <laughs> but it's contradicting yourself every it's second. So weird. It's like no, no, no. Fine, you never had a movie, and then. <laughs> The Russo brothers. Yeah, we were going to direct that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, they were never officially announced as the directors. Well, or the, Yeah, they were. Well, yes, I mean, they were. Well, well he, they were never officially announced as well, the directors. But on. if they're having those conversations, then clearly it was real. And yeah, it's just yeah, like those, those, just ty- yeah, it. those types of things. That, and then there's another thing that we saw. This is from a while ago where she said something along the lines of, um, of uh, George Lucas. Now, he never really had a, had a, had a plan for 789. And there's various clips of him going wow we had a treatment for seven eight nine and it's they like, just we sold it to them and they didn't want it which which if, if she, it's again their, it's, it's a right. matter it's a matter of saying we did get something we just did we just decided to go another direction yeah. okay we might not agree with that or some fans might not agree with it, but at least you, you're saying it's i just don't it's the approach of it is is lunacy and it, this this is the latest one but now let's try to shift into the positive of of the news right okay. and let's get into the actual movies themselves okay right? so taking a shot in may on a Ray movie, I understand the logic behind it because it's it's you have it, like if you compare chef 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 Steph. Hello. If you, I have <laughs> been I have been chefing. Have you been chefing lately? Yes. So maybe see that was my that was my subconscious. Yeah, knowing. Chef Steph with the pot. Yeah, chef boy. Steph. But um, but <laughs> tell me this, chef. Uh, yes, chef. When it comes to yes, uh, when it comes to Ray, right? I think that the reason why you can take a shot at it is because. It is a proven entity, right? Yeah. As where Solo, even though Han Solo himself was very known, Alden Aaron, whatever his name is, Say Alden Ehrenreich wasn't um, a proven entity. The movie had some problems. People weren't very excited about it, nope. it at all. Plus, other other variables. Yes. Do you think because it's Ray, that's why, and Daisy Ridley, and, and it's a well known character, that that's why they're taking the shot? And do you think it's a good move? Yes, I definitely think so. I think the difference between Ray and Solo is a generational gap. Everyone who, all the Gen Zers, they might like the original trilogy, mm-hmm. um, but most of them are on the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And so they recognize Ray and they don't have the same love for Han. And so I think that you're getting, that's where you get the newer generation in. Yeah, and it's, and it's casual. Yeah. Casual fans too. Right. Yeah. It's like most people liked the sequel trilogy, casual fans. Casual fans. Casual fans. And um, most people liked or loved Ray as a character. She was one of the best parts of the sequel, yeah. in my opinion. So I think it's the safest decision if you want to like kind if of. If you're going to put something out in May, yes, yeah, because you're going to break. Because start if I because if I'm Mike Lucasfilm, they have not put um, the, the last movie they put out in May, and for Star Wars was Solo. And right, it's the only disappointment that they've had. Now they yeah. used to do the May date because that was. The original. Yeah, but that was, was synonymous with Star Wars was May. It was like the first kind of big movie that ever came out in May. Yeah. So now they're shifting to do that because three weeks after Avengers. Now, it's not the same Marvel 
that they went up against, you know, in 2017 right? yeah. or whatever yeah. the hell it was. It's a different Marvel yeah. at this point. We don't know what the hell is even even the Avengers, how much right. that's going to be excited about. So right. I can understand the idea of why you'd go for it, especially with the lead up to 2016. But what do you, what do you think, if this is indeed the case, that this movie's coming out? Good move? Three months after or three weeks after the Avengers? Yeah. I don't know. You make a good point because I'm trying to think. We we really Marvel's kind of in a, a weird spot. Yeah, it's a weird spot. We don't know who the Avengers are. It's not that buildup of three phases to this end thing. We're, we're kind of we already went through a phase and it feels very middling, like middling as in it's just kind of sitting there. We're not building right. anything yet. Yeah, the next two years will be very telling. Like yeah. so, Ray's going in fresh. It's like there's nothing we need to build up to it. it it's just how much do people want to see that movie? <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's a. I think I understand the strategy. I don't like to bet it. against Marvel. Yeah, no, I, I just don't I, look, like to bet I, against them. They're, they're, they they're on the same it. team. Too. I know. That's but, yeah. What's, look, I think to them it's just like, well, it's money, money. It's three weeks in between, and they're hoping with the fingers crossed that they can try to make it work. And if people get hyped up, and with trailers and everything else that can, can come out, yeah. people get excited what the story is and how they set it up. It, it could be the right move. I. It's it's. Then you lead into that December movie with Filoni. Which, if they're pacing it out right with the shows and getting everybody kind of excited throughout it, then it could be a good move. Star Wars what? is interesting. Go ahead, Steph. What? I don't know the. I'm not as privy to the release date mm-hmm. kind of tea. Uh, what's the difference between like? Why is it this three weeks? Like, aren't isn't there a big like May 31st in July? Oh, you mean like premiere the, that, dates? Well, I think that. St- and it also depends on which studios have already kind of booked out of it, okay. right? which is possible. Oh, because of like IMAX. Yeah, well, it just depends on maybe – and it, look, we're farther, uh, far enough out in 2026 that you might think there's more summer dates open right. and available. But maybe because they've already planned out Avengers when that was coming out and had and, and held that date or whatever. Or they pushed it back too, but they wanted to – Aim at a certain area, that, and then May, because it's synonymous again with Star Wars, they wanted yeah. to give it a shot, and they wanted to hit hard, because May does bring in more box office with summer a lot of times. You do hit July dates. It's just, it's ever-changing. Yeah. It's, just, it's ever-changing. So, it really is. Um, I don't know, you know how they're going to plan that out, but I think as you lead up to that Dave Filoni movie – uh, in December, I think it's a good. At least they have their they they have their flag set for 2025 with Avatar, 2026 with Star Wars in December. It, it's a it's a good strategy. It's just again, it's just a matter of yeah risk. And the other thing, by the way, did you guys see this report? I, I've I've actually heard conflicting things about Idris Elba. Did you hear this? No. There was a report out there that said that Idris Elba was in in consideration I'd for that, the yeah. lead yeah. villain in the, the Ray movie. Oh, I love that. I love that too. But then I got a call from somebody pretty locked into the scoop world who said, "No, no." And I, I just probably, rewatched I the Suicide Squad, and I was like, "So good, dang!" Yeah, Idris Elba is such a good actor. He's, do you ever see? Do you you watch The Wire? Right? You love The Wire? I haven't. It's yeah. I know. I'm because so shocked you've never seen. The I Wire. know because I watched Sopranos for. I yeah. what didn't have access to HBO in that up. era. Oh, okay. Yeah, my parents were net. We were movie people, so yeah. we didn't have as many TV shows like mm-hmm. that. But I know it's one of the best shows you ever. Would, you would love it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but um, anyway, so I, I can say, and he he was he told me I can call him on the air to talk about. It, but Snyder, Snyder called me. He goes, mm. not true. Oh, he goes, 
I believe him. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, Snyder is locked into, yes. in, into a lot of stuff. He's predicted a lot of things that were going down recently. Um, so he's like, not true. He's like, I've, I reached out to my source about this, and it's just – he's like, look, down the line, maybe if they grab, but he's not – They should. They they should. It's a great idea. I've never thought about him in Star Wars. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, I think it's because he's been uh, he's been linked to Bond is one of the things, too. Yeah, yeah. So that could be something that, that's coming out. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, the, the thing I saw that I didn't agree with, someone was like, well, he was in Star Trek. He can't be in Star Wars. I'm like, what are you talking about? But people are Get in the DC hell out of here. Yeah. Get, the, yeah. Get the hell yeah, out of here. That. Any, that made no sense, but – um. He would be in all the big franchises if he That'd be awesome. Know, know. Star Wars. But either way, look, it's exciting that we're getting more Star Wars movies. And it's yeah. exciting that we're going to get – I mean, look, the idea that we're getting two of them in 2026. But I will also say that is absolutely an Iger call as well. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's going to go, hey, listen, we got to move Star Wars because Avatar needs to move. Avatar makes a billion dollars just by saying, hey, we're making another Avatar movie. So yeah. You guys, so you guys move. What do you think about what do you think about those two movies? What do you, you know, you, we were planning on putting Dave's movie out in December. How about we just we push back the uh, Ray movie like six months? We put it out in May, and we put the other one out in December. So you, you're still sticking to the schedule you're supposed to, and uh, we'll push that there, and then we'll have two big Star Wars, and we're back with a bang, and then we can do one in 2027. Every three years, right? What? Yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. About? This, uh, I, the article is interesting because Mangold's been talking about the script like publicly, yeah. right? Like a few times. I think that's a really smart move by him because I do feel like if I was writing for Star Wars, I would make it known at this point and I wouldn't care. About, like, I would just be like, I'm writing this so that I have a greater chance of it not flop. Yeah. Like, well, well let's, let's get into that. Let's get into because we have some Mangold stuff that we want to talk about also. All right, James Mangold. So maybe we are getting that film. Because it looks like that 2027 date has been held for him. Okay. Which makes some sense. And now this is from our buddy Miguel Fernandez over at Star Wars Newsnet. Out of the three recently announced Star Wars films, the one that looks to be the most distinct is the new project by James Mangold, 25,000 years before The Phantom Menace, during an era dubbed as The Dawn of the Jedi. Whether this is going to be the title of the film, we don't know. He's been out promoting Indiana Jones, and io9 asked him about his next collaboration with Lucasfilm, and the writer-director shared a few thoughts and insights. And this was what he said. He said, well, I've talked to Lucasfilm before and even worked a bit before under other projects, and I'm always interested in what's going on there, and I have friends who worked on other Star Wars projects, but I understood that much of what they were doing was kind of continuing the saga forward. So when I mentioned to Kathy Kennedy the idea that I wanted to go backward, really far backward, I was surprised that it excited her and the other wonderful people she works with at Lucasfilm. For me, it's about I want to be part of the saga, but I also don't want to be holding so much lore in the air that you can hardly tell a story. And that's what I really wanted to do. What I told her was, can we just make a kind of Ten Commandments of the Force, you know, an origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. It's a much better explanation than what we got before. With Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny about to premiere, it feels like we are living in Groundhog Day after the poor critical reception of the film during Cannes. Whether James Mangold will follow the path first walked by other filmmakers like Patty Jenkins, Benioff and Weiss, Josh Trank, Colin Trevorrow, Ryan Johnson, even being announced as director of the new Star Wars film right before their project receives critical fan backlash, we don't know. It's a good call by Miguel. Uh, however, we do know that James Mangold is not working on Star Wars next. He's supposed to start shooting a Timothy Chalamet-led Bob Dylan biopic. And according to reports, he wouldn't start writing this until the fall because uh, he's a Guild member, obviously. The next two Star Wars films are the Daisy Ridley and then... Dave Filoni movie. Okay. Um, yeah. So, well, this one, 
when it comes to the lore part of it. I saw some people, some people were writing me, oh, should we be nervous about this, that he doesn't want to stick to the Star Wars lore? And that, no, he's t- 25,000 years before. He's, the way that I interpreted that, and I want to see if you guys feel differently, is, well, there's all this stuff that basically what Ryan Johnson and J.J. kind of ran into and when you are doing familiar things, fans have like a, a such an investment in it and a lock in it of like, well, that, what about that? That was said about this and that. You go 25,000 years into the past, you are the one with the keys to the car. You get you you have the the clear the clear canvas now. You you're the one painting. And what I love what he said, people are like, oh my God, we're gonna see how the force was created. No, that's not what he said. What he said, we're gonna see how that was really kind of discovered and people learned how to harness it. And people discovered that it's always been there, but it's like, no, no, no. People started to realize how to use it. I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. What do you Mike? You're biting your lip and you're ready to say something. No, I'm just going off of your analogy of a canvas. Yes. Okay, if we are current day Star Wars, we've got our picture painted. Mm-hmm. That means he's got the colors that he can use. Yeah. He can't create colors and that we never see those colors again. You know what I'm saying? Not really. All right. If he's going back 25,000 years to create the commandments of the Star Wars, yes. he can't do all these commandments that now and right. all this lore we've seen is like, we don't talk about this anymore. Where's like we need to find out right. why there are always two right. Sith and a, well, an apprentice. That, that is something that should be created. That's not going to be in that twenty five thousand years because that's that's Darth Bane. So Darth that after that, him. That's, yeah, that's way all after. right. Darth, Darth and that is canon because Darth Bane. See, so maybe that's why he's saying, "Look, I don't want the weight of lore to right. prevent right. me from." Because we just told that, like, oh my god, like the stuff right. that he probably doesn't even know that he's like, I want to stay away from all that. I don't want to contradict yeah. anyone. But I want to tell my own story. The idea, the idea of someone, you know, that this thing's been around and Bull the first run. person that's able to connect to it and use you're, it. Okay, you're saying the Darth Bane thing. Yeah, but is that canon? So you, you heard what I just said about five seconds ago, right? Uh, that's canon. Yeah. Okay. How is it canon? We never said we've never seen Darth Bane in any film. False. Films? We've seen Darth Bane. Films, but in canon. And uh, what? I'm about to tell you. If is you Kathleen Kennedy considered canon? Yes. Because what she says goes. Okay. So. <laughs> And and what what do what do we say normally is they what they really look at canon right films TV right so you have not watched the Clone Wars my friend right. Clone Wars season six yes Yoda goes to this planet and when he does this Sith planet I think it's Morban that he goes to and he goes there and he sees a hologram or okay. or like a not a hologram but it was like this um, mist or whatever and Darth Bane shows up okay. and Darth Darth Bane tells him. He's like, is, he's like, I know, he's like, I know, Yoda tells him, I know who you're, you're Darth Bane, you created the rule of two. And okay. He, he's, he says that clear as day. So, and yeah. that's the first time we see Darth Bane. That's the first time we, and do you know who, here's a trivia question, because you saw that episode. Yeah. Here's a trivia question for you. Do you know who voices Darth no. Bane? Idris Elba. No. I wish. Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. Voices Darth Bane. I so, think I yeah. remember hearing that's that awesome. because he is such a great And that's deal. great. Yeah. That's great. All okay. of that. Yes. And. The hardcore fans love that. Yes. If he wants to create a story that does this, Kathleen Kennedy go, well, in the episode of Clone Wars, Darth Bane appears in a mist and this Fl- and that. Filoni would lose his mind. But Filoni's not in charge of the, the overall and, like and that. It doesn't, doesn't matter. When it comes to the lore and stuff like that, Filoni's going gonna to walk into – yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Filoni. So he didn't walk, Filoni didn't walk into any of this sequel trilogy stuff? Is like, no, what you're did. saying here is a bunch of BS. I we can't be did. doing if this. Believe, if you believe the Freddie Prince Jr. rumor, which I do. And so I then think they, they say, Darth- that's great, Dave. Take a hike. We're doing movies now. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's. I think he. I think you listen to him when he when he's got. I would. Yeah, I but think that they do. I don't think he's. I don't I, think. I think he has more power today than he did in 2016. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent on that. So I think that when when if Mangold's like, well, I'm gonna 
do this. And well, we did that on our show and it wouldn't make any sense because yeah, I think that that type of thing, they pay attention to it. So then that's, I believe, depending on how Mangold and Filoni interact then. I want to know what's going on in your head right now. I see like a bunch of like I little, know, little, I, little, little dwarves just kind of spinning I'll wheels. I'll play devil's advocate from now on on yeah. this panel, from now on with Star Wars. Okay. I'll be I'll be the guy that takes the brunt of the crap. All right, go ahead. I could see him walking away going, eh, creative differences. Ain't going to happen. I don't like, think you're the only person saying that, buddy. I think I think everybody, when, when he was announced, goes, yeah, we'll see if it sticks. But I'm just saying, like, if him and Filoni are doing this, Filoni's now, and I agree with you. Five, as opposed to five years ago, I think he's got a lot more and should have a lot more say because he knows it. Yeah. But if these filmmakers want to come in and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but my story is this like like uh, Lindelof had this great story, but there's like, yeah, that's, not, that's, not that's, that's a different, I'm out. But you're not changing lore with that. You just have, you just have a take that they I know, that they don't but want, lore which, is, which also lore makes no heavy. sense. How did he pitch the take, Lindelof? I don't know. It's so weird. But either, anyway, either way, Steph. So you got this. Um, you got this movie now with um Mangold, and he's going to be writing it at the end. I, it looks like we're going to have a, enough time. What I will what I will say is I understand the concern and even basically what you just said and Miguel said it in his report too. Will it stick? And if Indy doesn't do what they want it to do, although I'm hearing people who didn't see it at Cannes, like the critics who've seen it recently, right. it's getting better. It's getting positive spin on it. But hold on, I want to ask her. Yeah. So, so when, her. when you get to this movie, let's say for for the sake of argument, it doesn't do well. And it's like, oh man, Mangold. People aren't going to write Mangold off. It's like, it's like you look at his past body of work. Look at look at what he's done. Like he's done some. Why wouldn't you stick with him? Right. I also think he has a better chance of not getting the boot because he pitched an original idea. Mm-hmm. He didn't get like signed on to an idea that they want to do. I think that, and especially this one, it's kind of like. I feel like it makes sense when they he says it to make a story like this. Like yeah. it feels like a very important story that they're gonna want to do it. And now I think they would have a lot of problems if they replaced him with his if that was his pitch. That's that's, that's but that's Lindelof. What, well, not Lindelof. Lindelof uh, pitched a story. He did, but not that one. Oh, you're saying you're saying in, in I'm general. saying a different right. thing. Lindelof yeah. came in and pitched his story, and they're like. Nah, we ain't doing this. Not but anymore. we're still gonna take your script, and so and so is gonna direct it. Well, look, so the I'm argument like, that's, the argument to go along with what you're saying actually and agree with you is they say that this was the, the Mangold's idea and I guess it was but yeah. from everything that I heard from years ago this is what Benioff and Weiss pitched mm. but I thought so like the in, in old, old Republic stuff right yeah I think for a little bit more so maybe not necessarily the discovery of the uh, discovery of the force and how to use it yeah. which is interesting what I heard Benioff and Weiss's thing was that the just the the beginning of the Sith and the Jedi and how they kind of came about and how the whole, like the, the origins, like, so I would love to talk to those guys and see if, Hey, don't worry about that NDA you signed. Like what, what did you guys really pitch? Because was it close to what they're talking about now? Or was it completely different? Cause they were going back a long time too. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder like how much of it, how different it is because mm-hmm. Mangold very well. I don't think Mangold's lying. Why would he lie? I think that he probably came in and said, well, I have this idea. And then maybe they're like, well, it was a similar era where Benioff and Weiss were playing, but you have this idea instead. And it very well could be a very different idea. I mean, why? I, I don't, I, I believe Mangle. I don't think he's lying. Yeah, that'd be. But yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I would love to see it. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's a lot of pressure, that type of movie, though. It is. When you're like incepting the lore of like, what everyone loves. Yeah. It's also. A lot of pressure when you you have a crappy phone bill. Mm. I'll tell you that. You mm. want to make sure you have the right phone bill and you want to talk about Mint Mobile? I'll tell you right now. Mint Mobile. You guys know Mint Mobile. 
They've been with Mint Mobile for a while. They've been with us for a while. And they're back as a sponsor. And it's so great because you got so many years of all these fine print contracts. And you've gotten ripped off by the big wireless providers. You know that you have. There's always a catch with those companies. Because that's even when Mint Mobile first came on, everybody was, yeah, right. 15 bucks a month, sure. What's the catch? There is no catch. There's no catch. The Mint Mobile secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. That's why they keep popping up in the news. That's why, because companies that try like a a shtick, they go away fast. Mint Mobile has not gone anywhere. They're here. They cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet savings directly to you. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless, just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying one for your family and at Mint, families start at two lines. It's awesome. They all come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivery on the nation's largest 5G network. Get your own new wireless plan, just 15 bucks a month. Get that plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash thing, mintmobile.com slash thing. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash thing. All right, thank you once again to our sponsors over at Mint Mobile. Um, I have talked about this many times over, and it helps tremendously. I just got this message on from somebody yesterday. Said so they signed up to Mint Mobile, and they signed up to Rumple Blankets like right away from hearing this. Like it helps out the show tremendously. But we also make sure that we get stuff that helps you guys. So if you're wondering, like we like we said, we don't do live shows here. We don't do the super chats and the robots and all that. We just we have these sponsors, and when you do it, you help out the show. People say all the time, "How do I help out the show?" Help yourself out. Get something that you like. And Mint Mobile is absolutely incredible. And you will be like, wow, I cut my bill tremendously. And it's just so – it's like it's past the dinosaur age with how they're running stuff now. And it is – it's the new wave of the future, and they're going to be kind of the pioneers of it. So you guys should check out Mint Mobile and use that code. It helps us out, and it will help you out. Um, all right, let's move on and let's talk about this uh, this video game. They debuted this um, trailer for this video game. I didn't even know that this thing existed. And then they debuted this. Tra- I don't even know really what it is, except the story looks cool. It's like this smuggler again in the Empire Age where they show you Han Solo kind of in the carbonite at that time. So it's right, right around right after Empire leading into Jedi during that time period, which is interesting. Usually it's always usually between, you know, either New Hope into Empire, it's, there aren't a lot of stories in between Empire and uh, Jedi, so that's that's interesting. And there's this kind of smuggler who is just on the run, and it's yeah, outlaws. And kind of what I liked about this trailer was the crime syndicate underworld thing that we were looking that we've been looking to find and looking to see for so long. But I really, yeah, I dug the trailer. I just, it's the same thing. I just don't know. It, they say 2024 is when the game's coming out. I, did you do you know what this? Did you see the trailer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. I want to play. I guess it's the first open world Star is that what Wars it is? game. Okay. Yeah. So people have been wanting this forever, and I read all the comments on the Star Wars post about it. A lot of people were really excited. Like, finally, we've been waiting years yeah. for an open world Star Wars game. Um, but then a lot of people were like very upset that you can't personalize your character that, that you're playing thing. with that, that was, was a huge, huge thing like people For this one yeah For me too like 
I saw the outrage of like, oh, another female protagonist. My thought was, oh, another female protagonist that looks just like Ray and Jin. Mm-hmm. Brown hair, young girl, fight lost on her own. It's just like, give us a bald chick. Give us a redhead. Give us a blonde. Like, so your problem wasn't the fact that you couldn't personalize No, it, it. was a huge problem because okay. I thought, it was like, oh, that's some of the best open world games where you can customize, like Red Dead Redemption or something. You've got, like, your standard look, but then you can make it, you know, male, female. Yeah. So, so you want to immerse yourself. You want to put yourself in that avatar. Right. But maybe the story doesn't allow well, for that. It's like Hogwarts, right? This new Hogwarts Legacy game. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, but so maybe my, my daughter just started playing it. And like, you oh, can, cool. Yeah, you can make it, you can make it whoever. I, I don't mm. understand. I mean, I My guess, thought was... Yeah. Not that it was a female protagonist. It was just like she looks just like yeah. Ray and, and Jen. Blonde, a brunette, yeah. young 20-something. You, you were saying, though? Oh, yeah. But so I I think that, similar to what Mike's saying, like, people were upset that you couldn't personalize it. And then yeah. there was obviously the people who were like, another woman? Like, <laughs> which I... You just got Cal Kestis as a guy. So right, it's like, it's fair. Right. Yeah. But I do understand if you're playing a game and it's your first open world game, I, I can empathize with the idea that you can't customize your player. Yeah. But I'm sure it would. it's a whole different rendering process. That and- Yeah, you're playing as a character in Star Wars. You're not... I'm trying to like... Well, it's the idea. I mean, look, yeah, it's, 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 what, it's I would a- have, what I would have... The first argument I would have made... Would would be like well yeah I guess it's harder for them to kind of change the story mode of it to the character but then but the thing is like I look at Hogwarts and it changes per- it perfect like example Easily. we're talking we're talking space Mass Effect you could customize male female it doesn't matter in the doesn't story. matter alien yeah. whatever it would told the same story and it was just that was your character so I think a lot of people were coming in this like a Mass Effect which is phenomenal it's open world Star Wars almost I'm gonna ask you this because I'm not gonna get into my thought process on it. Do you think that was a? You think that was a Kathleen Kennedy note to make her to make you can't change it has to be it has to be her the whole time through. Maybe because it feels like a business move rather than a game move. Because I just feel like as a gaming company, I don't know, I don't work for one, but why wouldn't you make it customizable? And I think that like that makes it cooler as a player. Yeah, I think it's more marketable, and you can sell toys and things that are this one girl. Yeah, maybe it's. Maybe, but maybe not, because it's like then you know, if you're just marketing to the female audience, but if you if you customize it, and you can have, or why not do both? Why not have? Oh yeah, like her ha- the main character. That's or the default. It. Or the default, default setting. It's like the, what you did in in, yeah. in Knights of Republic. You could play as you could, yeah. Re, you know your your character could be could be a woman, and your character could or could now, be a guy. I think they, they saw well, Cal Kestis. I'll say this. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I think she said, "Well, we just had the guys." But that's not Cal Kestis. I know. Yeah, but. It was a gameplay gameplay trailer. They didn't tout anything about the game. Like you are going to have a customizable character. Well, they said no, right? So did they say no? I don't. I don't think they said no. But everyone, or maybe they. I don't know. I don't. I didn't see anything. I didn't didn't see. So maybe we're all just jumping to the gun about it. That's true. But I do think that there's something to be said about everyone's obsessed with Cal, and and then. What's the the Last of Us? You know, mm-hmm. like having these characters yeah. that become franchise right. characters from games is profitable, and sure. now you can perhaps make it into I'm, a live action. And I'm torn on that because the Mass Effect, we all know Captain Shepard. That was the guy's name and what he looked like. But you could make it yourself and make it your own. Mm. And that character was still Captain Shepard of Mass Effect. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, you could it's, create this female character and be a great character to spin off movies, TVs, but. You can allow. I think the customization is. A I think big the cust- mistake. I, I think it's a mistake too. I think they, they should have customized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you should even make yourself aliens. 
different species Anything. of aliens. Yeah. Like Star Wars, is, you talk Hogwarts, but Star Wars. It's ripe for that. Yeah, to it's, make it's, yourself it, anything. It should have been. It should. I think. I think it should have been. And I, that's not to say that you you shouldn't have led with that with that right. character, that woman, to do exactly what they did. Right. But right. It's like, but you don't. You know. So yeah, if you want to play with her, you can. And yeah. if you want to also customize and make it yourself, like that's that's who's in in the, our promos, and that's who we envisioned in this story. And honestly, if we made a TV show, it probably would be her. Yeah. But. You guys, if you want to play it, you can customize it as yourself. You yeah, can play it as an as you said. I think Aliens a great idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know, so it's 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 interesting, but um, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. If you, the trailer overall, what do you think of the trailer? Do you think customization matters at, at at all? Do you think it should shouldn't? Go ahead and comment and uh, and let us know. All right, next story. All right, let's shift to DC. The Flash man, it's racing to one. 155 to 165 million debut on the eve of its release. DC's The Flash is a reportedly on track to earn 155 to 165 at the worldwide box office this weekend, looking to make domestically 70 million here. The film initially got a stellar response at a CinemaCon and from very early media screenings. However, a still positive but far more muted response was expressed in the regular reviews over the past fortnight, which has cooled expectations. One thing the reviews haven't seemed to impact is the tracking that the movie popped up with a projection of 70 to 75 million. Those numbers haven't budged. Part of the cast involved in the film hasn't really been out there promoting it. Keaton's filming Beetlejuice 2, but did show up at a screening in both London and Paris. In addition, late night talk shows are shut down due to the strike and Warner's has sidelined the film's controversial star Ezra Miller during the media tour. Miller made their first showbiz appearance since legal troubles at the film's premiere last night. Domestically, The Flash opens against Pixar's Elemental, which is headed for a 35 to 40, and The Blackening, which is targeting a 6 to $8 million start. In addition, holdovers are expected for Transformers Rise of the Beast and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, with both set to earn another $30 million each at the box office. So um, I think this is a pretty good number, to be honest, 70 to 75. I mean, some people would say, oh, man, 100, 150. But with all the stuff that's attached to this movie, whether it's the controversies, whether it's the DCU stuff, whether it's all of that. I, I don't know, Steph. I think this is this is looks like a pretty decent opening. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. And I think that once more people see it, they'll go and watch it. I also think it's actually done a like across the spider verse has done a good service because I feel like, I don't know, at least me, I feel that it reignited people wanting to go to the theaters. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming off the heels of that, which I think will fare well for them. But I also think for Mike, right. I think you represent a lot of people that want to see this movie. You even said it as you were supposed to go to screening with me and you're like, you wanted to see it. You weren't sure if they were showing the full version and you said in your text, I've been waiting for Keaton to come back as Batman yeah. for so long. I want it to be the finished version, which ultimately was the finished version, but I understand you yeah. know, your concern on it. Um, this, you represent the people who are coming back in our generation that want to see Keaton. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's got to add to a lot of this box of, office. Of course. And, like, it's interesting. I, I, I was follow this one guy on Twitter who's a, who's a box office guy, and he's not, he reviews movies, but he's not a critic, per se. He thinks this movie's going to kill. He's like, it, it's lowballing it. He thinks general audiences that aren't aware, like if you read all the reviews that have knocked it down to like seventy something on Rotten Tomatoes, they're all critiquing Ezra Miller, not his performance. Not, not all of them are. I mean, so I, I actually made the point. A lot I think it's, I, I think I, I read a bunch that did. Yeah, but some people are like, oh, not everybody said that, and I, that's not what I was saying. I think that those people that 
you can have your opinions on Ezra Miller. Yeah. You can you can absolutely. And if you choose not to see it, yeah. you're prerogative. But if you go into that movie as a critic, yeah. not thinking about the movie, but just looking at Ezra Miller going, they, sh- they shouldn't be in this movie. Right. You shouldn't see the movie. No. It's not It's not fair to anybody else in the movie because you're not reviewing the movie. You're reviewing right. what, yeah. you're, what you're talking about. So, And then you see the audience score of like 98%. Like I think people are talking this is going to be a Top Gun thing where people are going in like, oh, I don't know about this. But then word of mouth builds and builds and yeah, builds. I think I that's what's going to that. happen with it. Could be. I think it's going to have a, a very like small drop second weekend. Yeah. I'll put it around 50% probably. Yeah. And Indy and Indy probably won't take too much of a chunk out no, of it. I think different on it. And again, I could be completely wrong, you know. I I think do I think it's going to be the greatest comic book movie of all time? No. No, it's I not. didn't think Spider-Verse was the greatest comic book movie of all time. I loved it. Yeah. It's not even the best Spider-Man movie in my opinion. I feel the same. Yeah. But I so I'm I'm going in not with those expectations. And I think there are a lot of people I'm reading online like, "Ah, oh, they'll just show a clip this is the greatest comic movie of all time. So they're already going in with this. And I think maybe it did a disservice. They were trying to hype they it up for so definitely long. definitely did a disservice. Because but I, cause I they've really been screening en- this movie for like six months. Oh, well, you're close to it. I yeah. really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. I I also went into it going here and there. I, there, was a re- there was a review of somebody I knew the morning that I saw it saying, this is the greatest superhero movie of all time. And I was like, really? How? And I, but I, when I saw it at say the that? end, I it was a very good movie. But it, it does do it a disservice because yeah. you have these expectations now. And this person was the only person that, that said it. There were tons of people that said it. I know. But does that you going into this movie now with what are your expectations? You have not you have not seen it yet. No, and I don't really have expectations, bad or good. Yeah, I think I'm going to really enjoy the movie. But I'm not a t- super attached to any of the characters, okay. so. I I think I actually have a really great chance of just like loving it because I don't have that emotional tie to it that will make me feel one way or another. So I'm really I'm really just excited to see it. Like I think it's a great time for superhero comic book movies because uh, Marvel's taking like this is not doesn't have a movie out right now. We had across the Spider Verse, but I feel like it's a good yeah, opening. For, right, right. Yeah, we have yeah. a good opening for the DCU to be like, okay, we had the Suicide Squad, which to me was incredible, and now we've had uh, Black Adam, but in Shazam, which were a little like lower in yeah. the fan, and then yeah. this one I think is good for That's them. Being generous, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, didn't see the. I didn't mind either one of the movies. But yeah, they both they both ate, they, 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 were they, they both they were, ate farts. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like what you stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's a I, lot yeah. more to go into with that for sure. But like, I, I, let's go into. We have a, one or two more stories before we take off. Um, but I also, I have to tell you the most important thing of all: and shave your ball bags. Mm. You got to shave, especially Father's Day coming around the corner, man. We got to talk about that. And also, after you do, you might be. Well, I'm a little cold now because I because I don't have anything warming me up down there. Well, you got to rumple blanket. I'll tell you about both right now because it's Father's Day, man. You got to feel. Yeah, I feel good. And you haven't gotten your dad anything yet, have you? Nope, you haven't. You know you haven't. And you're like, what am I going to do? Well, today, I'm telling you, the sponsoring the show is Manscaped. You and I both know your dad, he needs some serious grooming in his life. Come on. Especially especially the old timers, man. They don't know. They, they get to a place like, ah, I don't got to do this. Talk to him about it. Get your dad that performance package 4.0. He's going to thank you. It's a win-win situation for not only your dad, but everyone in your family, whether it's your mom, your dad. Anybody, because your dad's going to be walking around, skipping around. He's going to feel like a brand new dude. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code big thing, 20% off and free shipping. It's amazing. I love it. I use it all the time, man. I'm not even kidding. I love it. It's so good. 
Manscaped's the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and perfected their game with that lawnmower 4.0. It is next level. It's next level. I'll be honest. I have two of them. I have one of them for actual um, from a balls. I got other ones. I got the other one for um, for like everything else that I need. I've cut my hair with one. Not not the same. I don't use both for the same purpose. But you know what I'm saying. Um, they also have a great beard trimmer too. But you're gonna ask me how is the lawnmower 4.0 different from the other ones? It's an upgraded trimmer. It includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, which is an amazing feature. It gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. It's awesome. You want to go in the dark, sh- shave your balls in the forest if you have to. You'll be able to see it. They have another. They have tons of products, that you, whether it's cologne, crop mops, uh, ball wipes, crop reviver, ball toner, crop pre- pre- preserver, all of it. It's amazing. Get your dad. You know that he will use it. You have to get it. 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code big thing. Don't forget, you know what? You came from your dad's bolts. That's where you were. And now pay him back. By saying, oh, you used to live there. Look at that. They really clipped, they cleaned that place up. It looks good. Manscaped.com. Use that code big thing. I'm so glad we're with Rumpel, man. So glad I keep getting DMs and uh, and and ats and all that stuff. People telling me, you, you were right. I love Rumpel. And I somebody said, you know, I got one to help out the show. But I didn't realize, like, I'm probably going to buy more because I love them. And and, they, I, and if it wasn't for you and your show, I was just trying to help your stupid ass out. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it. I'm glad that I that I did. And I'm glad they did. Rumpel's on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. They're made with durable, sustainable materials, and they're built to last. They recycle over 5 million plastic water bottles a year. They are B Corp certified, climate neutral, and they donate 1% of all their sales to environmental causes. I love these um, blankets because... They don't fall apart. You can take them to a, I take them to a soccer field and sit on them there. You can take them camping, and then they have blankets you can just curl up on your couch and watch movies and TV with. I have a bunch of them that I do all that stuff with. They have over 135 unique designs, and there's a blanket for everybody. Yeah, they're not just for outdoors; they're everywhere. You can do it for everything. It's great. You just want to. You want. You got an outside area. You want to curl up and just look at the stars. Do that. No, I just want to watch TV. Do that. It's the best. They have cozy hemp, fleece, Sherpas, everything. Now, go to rumple.com slash the big thing. Use that code, the big thing, at checkout, and you get 10% off your first order. Rumple.com slash the big thing. Use that code, the big thing. Wrap your balls up in the blanket. See? Steph knows. Um, Anyway, look, this is, as I mentioned earlier before, People, when you wind up getting any of this stuff, whether it's Manscaped, Rumple, any of it, please let me know. And also let me know, obviously, what you think, because I forward that over, and that is what helps this show move on. That is what helps this show continue is the sponsors. Um, when they, So it's like, oh, how does it, how does it work? Just because if I, if I click on it and watch it, no, click on the link and, and try one of them. Try Manscaped. Try Rumple, and let me know afterwards what you think of them. We do not. Sign up to any of these sponsors that we don't think you're going to like or need. So please go and check that out. All right. All right, Steph, I know you really want to talk about this. I love this. One. I know you love this. I could tell. <laughs> uh, Bambi, it's it's coming. Uh, live action. But Sarah Polly has been announced to direct a live action Bambi. Now, I would assume this is going to be – I would assume this is going to kind of be like Lion King. 
Oh my god. What? Did you not know this I was just, I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. I thought that was a photo of Bambi farting out a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's what the whole movie is going to be. Yeah. I would watch that so, any day. Yeah. No, but for yeah. real, yeah. What, what? You want to traumatize a new generation? We've already been through this. It didn't work out well. Live action. Yeah, following her Oscar win with... Uh, you guys are going to put this baby dying? <laughs> the baby doesn't die. Or the mom, mom dying? Yeah. Following Spoilers. Following her Oscar. No, it's I'm kidding. It's, it's a 70-year-old movie. Yeah. Following her Oscar win with Women Talking, taking the best adapted screenplay this year, Sarah Pauly is in talks to direct the live-action adaptation of Bambi. Comes in very early development at Disney and said to be a musical. Featuring music from six-time Grammy-winning country star Casey Musgraves. Oh, my God. Disney first oh. hired writers Geneva robertson Dorrit and Lindsay Beer for the project back in early 2020. Yada, yada, yada. All right. So, Steph, you, we're going to start with you. Does this sound insane to you guys? Like, is this, <laughs> this, I don't know what. Like, if there's something in my coffee, but you reading that sounds like a joke to me. <laughs> Is that really it's for real? real? Yeah. That's for Rizzle? Well, why, well, why wouldn't it be, though, if you look at The Lion King? Because, yeah. uh, I don't know, I need to rewatch Bambi, I guess, but to me that felt like a very like a movie you created in the, the 50s? 50s when we didn't have, like, it was more like, I don't know. Well, I, they're, not, they're not redoing Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, yeah. They're doing Bambi. I don't know why this feels so bizarre to me. And then you, I actually like Casey Musgraves I, as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I think she has a few songs I like. I don't love country that much. But the idea of a live action country, like pop Bambi, Bambi I hope it's iconic. Yeah. I really do. This might be the most iconic movie ever, but to, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, Mike, do you remember... The 1985 Song of the South, I do remember. No, the 1985 so, Godzilla movie. Yeah, of course. And you remember 1998. Cool, but you remember the 1985? <laughs> do you remember the 1985 Godzilla movie that I just brought up five seconds ago? Apparently not. 85 Godzilla. Okay, you didn't remember it. No, I don't. So it, they, they opened it up with, with like this um, Bambi doing something, and Godzilla comes in and like eats Bambi. Or what? Something. Oh, yeah, that's something funny. 85. Like that, yeah. Something like that. I think it was. I literally think it was called Godzilla 1985. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, anyway, but I look. This is this was inevitable because they have all these movies that they're doing yeah. live action for. It was double inevitable. dip. Double dip. My they should do the sword in the exploding. stone and stop playing I, for real. Uh, sword in the stone. Put Merlin, Madame Mim. That Madame Mim is one of the best villains ever. Barry Jenkins oh, is my head's Bar- Barry exploding Jenkins. now. You too. So Barry Jenkins is directing the Mufasa movie, and that's coming out soon. So they, uh, you knew, you knew this was going to come. What's that? Did he die? Mufasa. It's a prequel. Ah, yeah, it's a prequel. Spoiler. Ah. Another scarring yeah. moment for children. Oh, but I have been working on my Optimus Prime impression. Really? Oh, Can I see here? here sure. Oh god. Here Ready? Go. Mike Kalinowski. Roll out and shut up. <laughs> Eat your pretzels. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Tell me that's not awesome. You do know that I am a shut transformer. Up. You're a moron. You're a trans- <laughs> I'm not the voice, but no, I work with the voice actors that are. That's no. And not you. You don't think that's good? To me, I. Shut up. Oh, you sound like one of those people that has like a voice box. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god. Let's go. Come on. Mike Kalinowski. Here it is again. That's really damn good. <laughs> I feel like Optimus Prizzle is in the room Optimus with us. Optimus Prismal. <laughs> Prismal. Prismal. Watch the Bambi movie. 
Oh my like god. Optimus past his prime. Uh, <laughs> Good one. You should be a comedian. Thanks, Jeff. Just kidding. Just that was terrible. <laughs> right. uh, let's close out with this and we'll get out of here. All right. James Gunn was on um, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast and they talked a lot of stuff. And James Gunn, he talked about casting rumors around Superman and a little under a week ago came a report that the first person in test with DC Chiefs Gaff, uh, Saffron and Gunn will take place this coming weekend. Those reports suggest that Nicholas Holt, David Cornsweet, Tom Brittany would all be up for the role. So he shot down those stories about the auditions and the names attached to the DC Universe, which he and Peter Saffron are building, going into detail. He said this, Now that we've kind of done a lot of auditions, we're narrowing it down. We're not done yet. There are things in there that are completely false, but I can't go out there and say this isn't true and this isn't true without going through everything. By the way, it's not the audiences at this point. I don't even think it's the business of anyone who's screen testing for a role. It's just a very private thing. Journalists have to do what they have to do. That's their job, and they're trying to get hits. They find out something from agencies, but here's the problem, is that they find out something from agencies that might be true. They find out other things from agencies, which are agencies pushing their clients and try to pump it up like I think my client is testing. There's a lot of nonsense that comes out of it, and that's difficult because there's people out there that are supposedly testing, and they aren't, and that must be difficult for them as people. And then there's other people that might be testing, and I think it's a private thing between me and them. So they all, he also warned fans not to believe anything unless it came from him or Saffron. Gunn also offered an update on how the second season of Peacemaker is prog- progressing. He confirmed the show would return, and it would be his immediate post-Superman legacy work. Peacemaker's coming back right after Superman. That's my next thing. I'll go straight from Superman to Peacemaker. It's not unusual for Gunn, who directed The Suicide Squad in late 2019, early 2020, and then jumped right into Peacemaker for the first half of 2021. Finishing that shoot before the Squad movie opened in cinemas 2021. Gunn could potentially film Superman early next year and then have Peacemaker before Legacy hits in 2025. Mike, does this stuff as a DC fanatic, does this stuff with him as busy as he is working on these, this seems like a director's schedule, not a head of studio schedule. So does this make you nervous at all that he's got, he's going to have too much on his plate? No. Okay. No, I think I just, I feel like he's living it. You know, I think he's doing what we want Filoni to be doing Mm -hmm. in charge of the universe, but working on projects. I think he, he, I think it's, it might be on that podcast where he talked about DC and he's just like, I, he's like, I have a chance to world build. We have Gotham City, Metropolis, the Mascara, these made-up places that I can world-build and create a world. It's not our world that we live in right now. It's these other places, and I'm, yeah. I'm immersed in this world of world-building. I love that that he said that. So it's like, of course, these places need to be – we've not seen Metropolis realized right. ever like Tim Burton ever? did Gotham City. I don't, not in the way that it's, that it's the city of you know, tomorrow. Like Donner did it? No. Okay. It's New York. Are you kidding me? Uh, take it easy. And that's why I don't love the Donner films as much as everyone does. That I'll say that. Why I don't love with reverence the Donner films that okay. everyone does. They're great, but it's like the Statue of Liberty, the World Trade, the Twin Towers. It's like yeah. it's New York. They didn't do anything. To make it different. Metropolis yeah. needs to be the city of tomorrow. It needs to be as different as Tim Burton's Gotham City I was in the first Batman. Okay. Well, so he's you, in charge of it. Like, he, he wants to do this, so I'm, it's in great hands. Well, speaking of Superman, though, what did you think about his comments about like the casting and the rumors and all that? I love it. I just I, I just trust this guy, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, he just says what he means, and he means what he yeah. says, and I, it's very refreshing. It's a great point that I've never thought about before where, where, where these scoopers like, why are they getting this? It's like, yeah, agencies, of course, go, hey, my guy's testing for Superman. When he's not, but his name's out there then. 
Yeah. And it's out in the zeitgeist. It's promotion. It's, like, it's free promotion. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. But I also love people, like, Gun needs to step back. He's like, no, I love that he's out there shooting stuff down. I yeah, love that. I, yeah. I don't mind shooting love stuff it. down. I don't mind that part of it. It's, sometimes I think that it goes back into my initial question to you is he's just doing so much. Like, maybe stay off social media. But there's some people who are prone to, it, like, like it, thrive from right. it. Right. It's, really like, it's not work for no, them. No, he likes to yeah. do it. Look at his output. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Gun, Guardians right into... Um, uh, the Suicide Squad, like both films, great films. Right. And now he's running this, like I think the guy just loves, he fires yeah. on those kind of high level. He does, and plus Twitter and all that. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, look, this. I still do think, and he said as much, some of it could be true, some yeah. of it isn't. I think that David Cornsweat guy is going to be the guy. I think it's going to be Cornsweat, and I think it's going to be Rachel Brosnahan. I like, is, that's that's Maisel, right? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want perfect. It, I want it to be, um, I want it to the be actress two. who played in Bridgerton. Is, was she rumored? Yeah. Okay. The two she, names you said, I think that's it. That, that corner sweat guy. When I see him, I'm like, he looks like Superman. But he also looks like that. Like you want him. He he's hug. Like yeah. you want him to give you a hug and yeah. like say it's gonna yeah. be okay. Well, he's got why, that. That's why I love. He's got I, something about him. I love Nicholas Holt, but shave no. his head and put him as Lex Luthor. He would have been a better Batman. I know he tested for Batman. Did he? He would have been a better yeah. Batman so, then. Yeah. Or, or Luthor, he'd be a good, great Luthor. That's what. I just, yeah. I know was, you said that. I'm uh, I'm piggybacking on what you said. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us here today. That's going to wrap us up. We want to hear from you. So any of the subjects that we talked about today, please let your comments be known. Hit that like button. Throw the comments in there. It helps the show tremendously. Obviously, as I mentioned before, please get one of those sponsors. It will help the show, and it will help you guys out for sure. Make sure you head on over to thechristianharloff.com. You can buy either the live stream ticket or the live in-person ticket at the New York Comedy Club. Look at that crew. Mark Ellis, me, Double Toasted, Corey and Martin, Brett Sheridan, Jen Sturger, and Kate Mulligan going to be there. Hit that button. 100,000. We're trying to get there. And uh, Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Help us out. All right. Steph, where can I find you? At Steph Sabra. And um, I'm wearing this really cool merch the World Girls made oh, cool. that's available on theworldgirls.com. Awesome. And... Michael? Muy bien. Muy bien. I love it. Uh, at Mike Kalinowski. That's where you can find that's me. That's all yeah. you got. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. We'll see you on the flip side. Big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.